Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing Podcast. I am your host, as always, Cody Owen, joined by my wonderful co-host, Robert Chapa. Robert, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to be back. Yeah. And so we are going to be talking about how to find the right marketing agency for your lawn care and landscaping business. Obviously, just to be completely upfront and transparent, you know, we are a marketing agency that specializes in lawn care and landscaping companies. So we have some pretty biased opinions about who the best in the biz is. But what I will tell you is that we're not the the perfect fit for every company. And so we're not going to, you know, take everybody who comes in uh, just because they're they're willing to work with us. That may not, you know, be a great fit. So we'll just dive right in here with talking about how not all agencies are the same. So how do we find what the wrong agency looks like for your business? First and foremost, Cody, when it comes to, and I think this is really any business, is bad communication. That's how you know you chose the wrong anything, is if you hit the owner up or, or, or customer service up and you're not getting a response, preferably same day, okay, Even with us, if I can't, let's say a client hits us up and if I can't get on that task that day, I'm going to still email them right away. Hey, I know your problem. I got your problem. I see your problem. I'm going to act on it tomorrow and I'm going to let you know that I did that. And that's important in any business. You got to be heard. That's And that comes with a lot of problems. A lot of problems are people just want to be heard and that's just key for finding a marketing agency is sometimes you may say, Hey, I don't really understand why we're doing this thing, which is totally understandable if, cause you don't work in marketing. And so you can just ask, mm-hmm. Hey, why are we doing this? Whatever it is. And then you should get an answer that day, or they're going to let you know, Hey, I'm going to get back to you tomorrow or whenever that is. That's number one. Yeah. You have anything and to I say think communication. Uh, usually it's, Hey, we need this out the door as soon as possible. And we usually ask people for, you know, like a week lead time or something just to make sure that we can like polish the campaign before it goes out the door. But we don't always get that kind of, well, I think bad communication leads us into the the next thing that we wanted to talk about here, which is slow results. If, if it's taking two or three days for them to get back to you, having just like acknowledging your email to them, then that's going to contribute to bad or slow results because then, you know, you're losing momentum when it's like, you know, usually our clients aren't getting in touch with us to say, Hey, I'd like you to run a campaign in three months. Uh, usually it's, you know, time to get something turned around. Sometimes we need to do it immediately. And if every time you need to talk to us, it's three days to hear back or two days to hear back, then you're going to have, you know, that's going to damage your, your results overall. So we definitely try to make sure that our inboxes are empty at the end of the day, that we've responded to everybody who's reached out to us, given them at the very least an update, like Robert was saying, but also like that we've made progress on, on your account that day. Absolutely, Cody. And, and a big part of communication too, is giving them other outlets to communicate with you, not just email and especially with lawn care the reason why communication is so important and why you can't be slow is as you guys know, as business owners, especially in lawn care, you know, in a week, a lot can happen in a week. Next thing you know, Hey, the weather switched up. We're not actually going to get that 
of when that storm coming in or that snow coming in, okay, it's actually warming up and we need to be on top of things. We need to get that email campaign right away. And if they're not on top of that and they're not listening to you and you can't get that email campaign out when you need it, that's potentially, I mean, who knows how many uh, on just leads that you're losing out on just because you're not getting the response right away. And that's why yeah. it's so important that they know the industry. They know how important it is that, hey, when spring's coming around, you got to be on top of it. If they're going to call you, like you got to pick up the phone. There's a reason they're calling you. So you got to really yeah. be on top of it. And that keeps, keeps us into another thing is a lot of times, not a lot of times, but in some cases, they may not care how well you do. If they don't care about your success and they don't take it personal. I mean, a lot of times Code and I talk about our, like I always bring up Kazini and I always say, Hey man, how are we doing? And it's like this, I talk to him like I'm in the business too. You know, that's how <laughs> we, you want to have that relationship where it feels like, Hey, I'm, I'm with you. I want this to do well because it's like yeah. having, we have like 10 clients. That's like 10 businesses. <laughs> you know what I mean, Cody? Yeah. Yeah. When, when we're working with people, we, we get involved in the business and that means that we can't scale infinitely. Right. And that's not the goal at, at Lightspeed. It's to, you know, team up with business owners that we align with value wise. You know, one of the reasons we've worked with Cameron for so long is that when, when it came time to write hiring ads for him, I know the kind of person that he is. I know the kind of business that he runs. And so when we sat down to do that, we didn't need to feel like we were bait and switching applicants, telling them that this is an excellent place to work. Like you will, you'll be able to succeed here. There's a path for development, you know, all of that sort of thing. We were able to be completely honest. And that's the best way to to write your marketing copy is like when you get to be like, Oh, I believe in what I'm writing right now. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Cameron, sorry for butchering. I, I always say Kazini in my head, but it's Kazini. Sorry about that. <laughs> they're, they're an excellent client because we're aligned on values. And so that's how we're looking to add companies to work with us is like, you know, when they care about the culture, they care about their employees, they care about giving 110% to the customers. Um, you know, all of that makes our job so much easier. Like it is a little bit of a selection thing there where if you do bad work and you have bad reviews, it's going to make it harder to market your business. So we want to work with companies that already have systems in place to make themselves ideal candidates to work with an agency. You know, you can't expect an agency to be able to come in and, and sell people on you if you know, my ad has to run alongside a, a Google review that says that you're terrible and you have a bunch of one-star reviews. It makes it really hard. And if your Facebook reviews are a bunch of people not recommending you because you did X, Y, Z wrong, then like that makes it really, really hard for us to sell you. So we need those things in place for you to be a good candidate to work with an agency. I know that's kind of flipping the table on what this podcast is supposed to be about, but you know, we care about your success and we're not going to take your money if there is some big impedance to us getting you what you need. I mean, I've told people on the phone, like, hey, I don't think that this is going to work out because of, you know, these things. I never tell someone like it's because there's, you know, 600 negative reviews about you. I don't want to get in a fight. So then let's talk about what the right agency looks like. I think we've touched on pretty much everything here, but it's, you know, 
24-hour response time. It's caring about you and the success of your business. It's getting not just fast results, but long-term results. And that's a big thing that I talk to uh, new clients about as they're coming in the door is that you know, we're going to move as quickly as possible, but I'm never going to do something advertising wise that I think is bad for the long-term health of your business. So if, you know, what would be the fastest to get people live is to just start radius blasting ads to everyone they could work with ever. And that's going to, you know, that's going to take Robert's labor because he does a lot of our implementation. Uh, that's going to really cut down his labor time on that to just click like, bam, go, you know, broadcast it to as many people as possible, but you're going to end up with leads all over the place. You're going to sacrifice route density to take work because now you're paying for these leads that are coming in the door that are all over the place. So you don't want to tell them, no, you want to take the bad work and chase the bad money. And, and so we put in the effort up front to make sure that like, you know, this might delay results by a few days, a few hours, whatever it is, but we're going to get quality leads that are serving the interests of the business, which are greater efficiency, greater profitability. And that frees you up to then run a business where you're focused on, you know, how do I take care of my employees better? How do I pay them better? If you're not constantly pinching pennies, trying to like keep the business from spiraling out of control, then you're going to, you know, be able to focus on your culture and all of those things that are, you know, the next tier up on the, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And that's a good point you made about that, Cody, of it's not, it's definitely not about hitting as many people as possible. And that's a big misconception because mm -hmm. majority of the time, if you're hitting as many people as possible, you're, you don't have an audience anymore. You're just those numbers. What, let's say they're, you could have bought a billboard. You could have, yeah, exactly. And then it, those numbers mean, and that don't really mean much at that point. Like how many people saw your ad or clicked it, man, they might be 30 miles on the other side of town. Looking at our, our next thing here, we want to talk about how you find the right agency. And I think that this is true here. Like it is in a lot of things you should be, you know, you have friends in the industry, you know, someone that's working with an agency and it may not be Lightspeed. There may be someone smaller and scrappier that, that you want to give a chance because you have friends in the industry who've had good experiences with them. Um, but that's the big thing that I would look for is you want friends in the industry who have vetted this person and are saying that it worked out for them. You want to, you know, have it be someone who's open and accessible, right? I mean, my phone number is on our website. Somebody called, looked on the website and when I answered the phone and just said, hello, and they were like, is this code? And they were shocked that I had answered the phone from the number on our website. But that's, that's the way that I want to do business is that any of our clients, if they have a concern that is serious enough that they want to talk to me, they can reach out to me directly immediately. So I think that that is just super important when, when you're running this kind of business, you know, we're working with with people's businesses. We're working with their families' livelihoods, their employees' families' livelihoods. We want to be as open and accessible as possible. Yeah, because the, we've all been through it is where you've worked with somebody and they give you the runaround and you're just like, dude, I'm paying you. I can't even contact. I can't even get on the phone with somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you, you mean, we've, 
you wouldn't want to run that as a lawn care business that way. And so, I mean, we definitely don't run that way. It's like, it doesn't, even if it's a problem, like we just want to be on top of it right away because if you're not, it just becomes even a bigger problem. And yeah. it's like, you can't even trust this person anymore because they don't, they're like, they know that you're trying to tell them something and then they're over here being a ferret wiggling around. Okay. I love when, when Robert wants to insult someone, it's, it's always, there's some sort of small animal. So, you know, if you're looking on a search engine, I talked about this in, in our YouTube video, that's up. when you're like Googling or searching on Bing for an agency, you're definitely going to find quality agencies. It's just that they're going to be the most expensive ones too. Um, if they're front paging on Google, you know, that does look really good for their SEO skills. I think it's questionable how much longer SEO is going to be like super relevant um, because everything is pay to play now. So even if you make the first page of Google, uh, there's going to be an entire page of ads before that. So you're going to find the agencies with deep pockets to run Google ads to get in front of you. So I think a better option is to look for the, the companies that are active on social media that you're seeing your friends in the industry engaging with. I think that another reason it's crucial is that you have a lot of random little agencies that are, you know, living on yesterday's manna to use a uh, like Bible expression. They're still coasting on Google AdWords stuff from, you know, pushing 20 years now that they've been really focused on Google ads um, and they may not be particularly adept at using Facebook and Instagram ads. Or like my concern then is they've been holding on to Google for so long we're already like, we're trying to keep an eye on what the next, next thing is. We're trying to watch for the Apple ads platform that's coming question mark. We're watching on like, when are the demographics right to start advertising lawn care on TikTok? And if you have a guy who is so Google first that like they've barely picked up Facebook and Instagram ads, then are they really going to be there for you when Facebook and Instagram are on the way out the door? And they need to be thinking about the next thing, or are they going to hold on to Facebook and Instagram forever? And if they're not active on social media, it's like, are they, can they really be a marketing agency? You know, if they're not, <laughs> yeah. how are they going to tell you, you need to be using Facebook, you need to be using Instagram and you need to be doing organic posting. They're not doing it themselves. So that's yeah. a big, I, and we, and I see that a lot with marketing. I'm like, Hey man, you got to be on this too. You can't recommend it if you're not, you know, taking the fruits of the labor as well. Yeah. And we've been putting in a big effort in the last year to practice what we preach here and be active on the platforms we need to be active on. And, and really like picking, we've kind of picked YouTube as like where we're going to focus our efforts, but we're still, you know, making an appearance everywhere else. Let's talk about knowing the landscaping industry. I, one thing that Robert, uh, I don't feel like talks about enough is his like academic experience with soil sciences and that, you know, you're way more qualified than me to speak to concerns that our clients have about like the accuracy of things we write for them. Thanks for bringing that up, Cody. Cause I don't bring it up enough. Yeah. I, he does I, not talk I, about it enough. Yeah. I, I, I know a lot about soils and I got a nice garden too at the, here at the house that I'm working on. So because of that, you know, I do feel confident whenever I talk to clients, like, you know, I know what's going on. Okay. I can write, if you need a, mm -hmm. if you need a lead magnet about lawn, like spring lawn care maintenance, I, I absolutely know what's going on. 
sometimes I need a little education on cool season and warm season grasses. If you're like in Virginia where you're like in a midsection, but you know, I absolutely, I, this is, and this is a big reason why I started working with Cody too. Well, I, um, I was like, you're in landscaping. I'm like, well, I can actually use, <laughs> use my education for something. <laughs> yeah. I was working in agriculture beforehand too. And I mean, it's absolutely because you might have people, if, if it's an agency that doesn't know anything, then they're going to be writing about stuff that doesn't even apply to your market. Say they're writing about cool season grasses and then you're in Alabama and you're a fertilization or weed control. And you're like, hey, we can't use that product on our grasses because we have warm season grasses, not cool season grasses. Things, you know, they got to do it all over again. You're paying them for their time. And so you're just having to basically teach this person how to market for you. And you're bas- and you might as well just do your own thing because you're just having to tell them what to do. And they're just order takers rather than making yeah. the needle move. Well, and I think what you end up with in a lot of those cases is then they're going to write the most generic, basic yeah. thing possible to not have to come and ask you for help, right? Because they want to steer it themselves. And so they're just going to write a like, you should water your lawn two to three times a week. Like, you know, just take it as as basic as possible versus like you're able to write like a localized lead magnet for our people that want that sort of uh, in-depth lead magnet. You can actually write it. Exactly. And I have no problem if, you know, I have been incorrect about certain things and that's no problem because it's like okay everything else is very in-depth and i know what i'm talking about if there's something that's a little hey i didn't realize in, in virginia that it's this like depending on where you're at you got warm season and cool season on top of each other like i want to know that and now i know that so it's it's no problem and and a big part of knowing is being able to ask the question so if they don't know mm-hmm. they don't even know how to ask the right questions even if you're on like a design build or mosquito maintenance and it's just knowing how to ask the questions. Hey, when does this apply to this ex- marketing that we're doing? And so that you don't have to deal with correcting them all the time. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. and wasting your time. So how do you think that people listening to this can, can know that they can trust an agency? I'd say number one, call them just mm-hmm. first. Okay. If you, you like their website, the, the copy, everything looks good. You say, Hey, okay. They have some experience and, or maybe they're, they work specifically with landscaping, lawn care. Okay. That's a good sign. Okay. Give them a call and see who you talk with. If it's, even if it's just a customer service rep, they should at least know how to, well, sell to you, know about, Hey, ask you the right questions about what are we trying to do here? Okay. What's your exact, are you weed? Are you fur? Do they even know how to ask those questions? Some people think lawn care is just mowing lawns. When you can have, mm-hmm. you may not even t- touch a mower and you're just specifically a, f- a weed and fur guy. And so you want to know that they know exactly what to ask and that they're in that industry. Yeah. Can Are they going to talk to you at all? And then can they send you up the ladder if you need to uh, talk to somebody else? And do they seem to even care about you? And again, that will show in how they interact with you in the first place. Anything else you want to say on that, Cody? I'm probably missing a couple of things, but those are kind of what pops in my head right away. Yeah. Good top level. Like just see who engages with you. Whoever answers the phone, that first call is probably going to be, it's indicative of who's going to answer the phone when you call later. And if this person knows nothing about the industry, they're just some like random person who answers the phone. You know, if it's an answering service sort of situation, then you have to ask yourself, like, am I okay 
with this being my first line of customer support when there's a problem down the road. If the person who answers the phone doesn't have any like autonomy or agency to take care of doing something for you, then are you okay with that? That gets back to the like slow, bad communication that we were talking about at the top of the episode. Um, and then I think like, this is also the point where you start to consider like, will you enjoy working with this company? If, you know, maybe it'll be that you have almost zero interaction with them and they generate great results. And I think that that's probably the optimal situation, but more than likely you're going to end up needing to do some back and forth with them. You're trying to make sure that they've captured your brand voice that you want projected into the world. And so are these people you enjoy interacting with? Are they, you know, a pain in the ass to deal with, you know, make sure during the signup process to ask some difficult questions push back on the strategy that's presented to you and see how it holds up to a little bit of pushing because eventually you're going to need to do that. You're going to disagree with your agency. Our best clients have, you know, had stuff presented to them and said like, no, that doesn't work for us. Let's rework this. So that is going to happen. You know, obviously we think very highly of the work that we do and, and the quality of it. But that doesn't mean that everything that we put out is fully aligned with the brand voice of the companies that we work for. And so sometimes they have to tell us, hey, I don't think we would say it that way. And we go back and we figure out and we get better. And then the next time we're closer to what they want us to be. But, you know, make sure that you test the waters of that disagreement early. Also, they should be able to say, hey. That's actually a good point that you're making. Let's pivot that way. Most likely that agency is not where you live. And so mm -hmm. you may have a point of view that they say, oh, I didn't like some guys right now. It's it, we're getting some snowstorms up north that I didn't know about at the time. Now I do. And the guy said, hey, let's hold off. I said, okay. I mean, I appreciate you telling me that like sincerely. <laughs> Before the ad started running. <laughs> yeah. Look at these beautiful, bright, sunny lawns. Well, yeah, I think that that about covers it. If you need to hire a marketing agency for your business, obviously we think that there's a, a really good chance that Lightspeed is the right call for you, assuming that it makes sense with your budget and that, you know, you've listened to this whole podcast. So obviously you don't like hate the sound of me and Robert's voices. So reach out. We'll have a link in the description wherever you are listening to this or watching it um, where you can sign up, get a quote from us and, and find out if we're a good fit. You can ask us some of those tough questions. And you know, my phone number is on the website. If you want to reach out and talk to me directly, that's the best way to do it. Uh, until next week. Grow your business at light speed.